Howdy there, BudPod fans. Uh, it's Pierre here. Phil, as we speak, is not even in the United Kingdom. He's betrayed the Queen. He's told the Americans where she keeps her limited edition keychains. They've been stolen. Um, no, Phil is in Canada, um, I think. I think at time of recording, Phil should be in Canada. Or on the way, he might be on the plane as we speak in a sort of um, Air Force One scenario. I'm going to have to guide him through how to uh, knock out various Quebec separatist terrorists. Um, no, Phil's doing Montreal is the point. Uh, just for laughs, Montreal. Um, in Montreal, très bon, etc. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's Phil's first time in Montreal. I don't think it is, uh, as a comedian, I mean. I know it's not his first time in Montreal as a person, um, where he tried to, um, a few years ago, just before COVID, I think, he tried to make a bit of money selling what he called poutine, which is a sort of sexualized, very aggressively sexual version of poutine, and it upset just about everyone. Um, yeah, people did not like it. I... It was good, like as a food, it was good, but it was the way it was presented. And presenting the way thing, presentation is so important when plating up, isn't it? Um, so, Phil's away. What you guys are going to get is a, a little taste behind the VIP, a little, a little lick of the velvet rope, a little sniff of a VIP area seat. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh, it's going to be bonus part 170. So this is the Patreon bonus content that relates to episode 170. Um, and I picked it for you guys because it's good. They're all good. But also it includes Phil's genuinely good singing of um, of a song that relates to episode 170. We discussed uh, Bacon White. Um, and it's very good. So things to plug. Uh, my Edinburgh Fringe starts on the 2nd. I have a reviewer on the first night because I can't convince reviewers to come any other time. They they want me raw, baby, raw. So if you know anyone in Edinburgh or going to the Fringe who likes good shows, please do send them my way with some urgency, I'd say. Um, and beyond that, uh, if you are in London next week and you aren't going to the Fringe, go and see Carl Donnelly at the Soho Theatre. He's one of the best and, and for my money, pound for pound, the, the most underappreciated comedian. He is an appreciated comedian. I mean, everyone thinks he's great. He's got a good following. He does sold out shows at the Fringe normally at Soho as well. But um, nevertheless, un underappreciated in my opinion. He's a real genius, so... Um, you probably will have seen him at the Comedy Store. You could have seen him in uh, any of the Aussie or New Zealand festivals. I think he might have done shit in LA as well. Anyway, the point is, go see Carl Donnelly at the Soho Theatre. Um, keep Carl and carry on, I believe uh, the show's name is, because uh, he's doing that. Because Normally he's a big fringe monster, but his, his parents um, were sick, and I, th I think recently his, sad, his, his dad sadly actually passed away, so he's, he's down in London. So go see Carl. Um, uh, and see me at the fringe if you can please 
And if you could, please share the link or retweet or something my album that has come out with 800-pound gorilla. I don't want them sweet boys at 800-pound gorilla to think I'm some kind of slouch. So I'm promoing the tits out of it while simultaneously trying to sell tickets to the Edinburgh Fringe. So it's not an easy... It's a, double, a bit of a, a lot of promo. I don't like doing promo. And this is the wrong business to be in for that, is it not? To be, not be, have very happy, constantly selling yourself and begging for attention. Oh, This is why people hire people for this, isn't it? But I'm not doing well enough uh, to have a salaried minion. I'd love a minion. A salaried minion, forget it. And they'd always be salaried. I'm not offering minion minion internships. Minternships. No minternships here. Anyway, we're getting distracted. We're letting this get away from us. Uh, so, yep, this is bonus pod 170. Uh, hopefully back next week. Uh, see you at the Fringe. Go see Carl Dunley at the Soho Theatre. If you want to see me do my previews in London before I go... Tomorrow, the day of release, the day you're hearing this, 27th of July. 27th, Wednesday, the 27th of July. I'm at the Sackford, a pub in London with Alex Keeley. Good comedian, good friend, good boy. And then the day after, question mark? Dunno, but search Country Mile or Star of Kings. I'm there with uh, Alex McKeith. It's all over my Instagram, my Twitter. If you want to see my previews, that's the show I'm doing in Edinburgh. That's a new show. It's not the same as the special, which is always still available to view quiet ones on YouTube. And released as an album now by 800 Pound Gorilla. It's a new show, goddammit. And I'm taking it to Scotland for a month. So there. And we'll see. We'll see what's what. Okay, well, enjoy the bonus pod. Bye! Oh, and before I forget, thank you very much to all the pod buds who came to my preview in Bristol at the Wardrobe Theatre with John Hastings. It was very nice to see you guys there. I had a chat with uh, one or two of you before. Uh, sorry I couldn't stick around afterwards. Um, the last train is a real fuck. Anyway, enjoy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify. And break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. It's bonus pod one seven zero. You enter the comic book store, and it's wonderful. It's it's it, you're a kid in a candy st- shop, really. Is all these uh, all the posters of your favorite superheroes are strong about the place? Action figures still pristine in their packaging. 
wait for you to collect them and never play with them. And behind the counter is a man in his 40s. He's got a ponytail, uh, glasses. He fits the part of a comic book nerd, but he still holds himself with with that with the confidence and then the assuredness of a man who deserves his place in comic book nerdity he's been reading them for a while now he knows his stuff you're in the right hands you go in and you're looking for <clears throat> you're looking for uh, uh um what are you looking for you're looking for the spider-man uh, annual the spider-man annual oh what's a good collection of spider-mans i don't know marvel shit uh, okay, I'll go DC. You're looking for um, Superman for all seasons, and you say, "Sorry, do you have Superman for all seasons?" And he goes, "Yes." So just look at the back shelf there, and you go over, and he's in the Superman section, and you see Superman, uh, Superman Red Sun, uh, and uh, um, other Superman uh, collections, and. You get to Superman for all seasons, and you go, ah, oh, here it is, brilliant. I've been really, really looking forward to reading it. The- Have you noticed something strange about the Superman on the front? He's hovering in the way that he's meant to be on Superman for all seasons, but his face is a bit... Superman doesn't have a beard, does he? What? And you look, you look closer, and he's like, oh, Superman's a bit broad, a bit stockier than I remember, too. I mean, I know he's, he's broad at the front, but his legs are thick in this. Very, very thick. And the there's a bit of S on his chest, but underneath the S is like, like also a smaller c- capital A. S-A. What does that stand for? S-A. And you look again at the face, and he's got a cheeky grin on it. What? Isn't that the guy from that podcast? That's, that's Pierre, isn't it? What? And you think, well, surely not. And you... And you look at the other copies, and they've all got the same face. They all look, they all Pierre hovering with the Superman costume with SA on the on the chest. I'm like this isn't right. These seems like knockoffs. Um, uh, well, forget. It. I'll, I'll I'll get Batman then. I'll get Batman. I've been meaning, meaning to get the Long Halloween. And you, you go and you find the copy of the. You say you say to the guy at the shop, "Do you have Long Halloween?" And he's like, "Yes, we're a comic book store. Of course, we have these classics." And you're like, "Whoa, okay, okay, okay." And he's like, over there, in the Batman area. You go over to the Batman area, and you sift through, and there's the Dark Knight, and um, the Killing Joke, and and you find... Uh, and there it is, Long Halloween. Great, pick it up, and there he is, a classic Long Halloween cover with the Batman crouched over. And, wait, what's that? And you look close... Huh? And, like, why is Batman's ass showing? He doesn't have, like, ass... There's no Batsuit where he has assless chaps. His butt's sticking out. What? And, yeah, I mean, definitely no beard on this one, but glasses? Why is Batman wearing glasses over his cowl? Huh? They're like 70s glasses, like those golden old 80s, like serial killer glasses. A lot like the glasses that, that that other guy on the podcast, Phil Wang, wears. Are those Phil... Wait, what? And you, you this time you open up the comic and, you, and you, find, you find panels with Bruce Wayne on them and, like, well, Bruce Wayne's not Bruce Wayne's not Asian looking. He's not supposed to be half Asian. And he's the, Bruce Wang. What? Why is why is why is Alfred calling him Mr. Wang? 
And you, so you, you, this is ridiculous. You, pick, you get this, take, pick up this copy of Long Halloween. You go and you grab Superman for all seasons with PR in it, and you just walk up to the guy behind the counter and you say, "What's this? What's going on?" You shove them right in his face. You're like, you're starting to to knock his glasses out of place. Like, What's going on, old man? Are you trying to fuck with me? Are you trying to fuck me? I where where's Superman for all seasons? Where's the Long Halloween? Come on, man, stop fucking with me! And you turn and 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 the man says, the smile smile creeps on his face, and like, and he goes. Fucking with you? Why? What are you talking about? If if these if these titles don't suit your taste, sir, why don't you choose another? And you spin in your heels and you look at all the other comics. The Hulk, the Hulk's got Pierre's face. V for Vendetta. The Mask is Phil's face with rosy cheeks. <laughs> what? You go to Watchmen. It's called Wangmen. <gasps> no. You 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 find um. Persepolis, the touching story of a young girl in post-revolution Iran, but it's called Pierre-sepolis? What? <laughs> and it's all Pierre in a tight-fitting dress, trying to, it, uh, trying to learn the ins and outs of growing from up from a girl into a woman. This isn't a t- this isn't the graphic novel classic I was led to believe it is. And everything, it's all Pierre and Phil. And you got you started to go crazy and the mind behind the counter is going, ha ha ha. Yes, they're all Pierre and Phil. Ha ha ha. They're all Pierre and Phil. Ha ha ha. And then from from behind from the back room you just hear and Pierre and me slowly walk out the beaded curtain. And we aren't clapping, we're slapping our butts against each other's. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. Like we're in cow and chicken or something. <laughs> and and we say uh, we say in 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 we say in unison Excelsior <laughs> Welcome to Bonus Pod. Uh, <laughs> Very uh, good. Very sort of Twilight Zone again. <laughs> I really like of, the yeah. I really like the slow clap being bum cheeks. <laughs> just, just smushing butts together to well, well, well. It's very funny. Um, and I would like to see um, someone Photoshop a version of the V for Vendetta mask that's you with rosy cheeks. I really like that as an idea. Yeah. Yeah, I embarrass myself there with my lack of knowledge of any sort of classic Marvel titles. I only know the DC ones and some and, and the and the Dark Horse ones, obviously. Um, um, is Superman for all seasons good? It's really good. It's it's a super it's of Superman for a year, and it's him. Does he? I think he's sort of gone back to Kansas or whatever, and he's sort of trying to ch- hang out and chill out on the farm. It's one of those Supermans which is like a lot about Clark Kent and his family and where he came from. It's quite slow pace and quite sensitive i think it's it's been very beautiful yeah superman for all seasons is really good i would like um a new superman where superman's parents being you know sort of boomers from the midwest have become insane <laughs> trump conspiracy theorists yeah that's good i like that a lot superman has to fight his parents away from the capitol building on january the 6th there's a, there's a superman called red sun the superman red sun superman red parents because they're yeah. Republican is very funny. Yes. <laughs> Superman red parents. Superman red mum. <laughs> 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 and then like uh, 
it gets really leaned into by like Lex Luthor, who's now wearing a big blonde wig because it's an illusion nice. to Trump. Nice. Yes. And uh, he gives like Lex, he gives Clark Kent's mum a sort of like kryptonite powered mech that she can stop about <laughs> in. <laughs> uh, yeah, a big mech with Maga written over it. Yeah. Oh God. Well, well, Phil. Um, speaking of. There, as we said in the main pod, America's taken uh, one one giant backward step for man, one giant backward step for mankind. Yeah, one small step f- backwards for man, one giant leap backwards for for woman. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Truly extraordinary. Roe v. Wade has been. What's the term? Um. Repealed, I think, or or superseded. Repealed. Repealed. I think repealed. Yeah, which means now that um, abortion before a certain number of weeks could be illegal and most likely will be illegal in many states. Yeah. <clears throat> but Apparently, still- there were already there were already six states where there was only one abortion clinic left. Wow! Yeah, that's a lot. Gosh. Yeah, they've been Oof. eroding it for a while. Overruled by. Oh, there you go. Okay, overruled by is how it says on wikipedia yeah that's because these these precedents these laws that are based on cases are so fragile because they're i didn't and i didn't know this until i read up on, on this particular case you know roe v wade is an interpret is these laws are based on interpretations of the constitution so roe v wade is the the current freedom to get an abortion in america or the one that has just been lost was based on an interpretation on, of an amendment, which I think was based on a right not to be discriminated against because of sex, and because uh, uh, giving birth is a, a sex-based thing, then you could s- interpret the Constitution as saying that not allowing women to um, get an abortion was an, an, an uh an encroachment on that constitutional right. And maybe the constitutional right also to privacy... Something it was, it, it, you have to build these privacy. laws. Privacy, right, right, right. So I've got it wrong. You, it, was, it was privacy, but so it doesn't actually stand as its own law. So what needs what needs to be done is for a right to uh, abortion to be passed as as its own law, not 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 um, some other argument. Yeah, not something that can be overturned so easily. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's basically, it followed the, the privacy argument in the sense of like, I mean, the easiest thing, the easiest way to get anything to be appealing in America seems to be to frame it as a, as a watch out for the government issue. So yeah. I think they sort of went, oh, well, the, if, if the government can come in inside your body and, and take and, and determine things in there, then who's to say they won't start forcing you to donate kidneys, even though you don't want to? And things like that. Right. And so the, well, I think what I was thinking of was a gay marriage. So, so that is mm. based on the constitutional right to um, not be discriminated against because of sex. And because being in a homosexual relationship is contingent on your sex, then there was interpreted as a, um, a unconstitutional lot not to let same-sex marriages happen. Yeah. So, yeah, so gay marriage is also similarly fragile. And that's why some people are nervous now that this means the Republicans could come for gay marriage next because I think it's it's built on the same legal infrastructure that Roe v. Wade was was built on. Yes, it's it's all just saying like the Constitution doesn't mention it, so therefore it's it's there's no 
there's no um, protection because it's not I, specifically mentioned. Something it, like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. I hadn't realized. I mean, I knew Americans are obsessed with their constitution. I had no... I didn't realize just how, like, legally obsessed they were with it. That everything oh, yeah, so much that's... has to hang literally off this one document. Yeah. Well, that's why it's... Yeah, I mean, the, these guys are like... The, these guys like to refer to themselves as constitutional, like, originalists and stuff, where they just go, like... They, they, they not only interpret it, like, word for word, and it's no coincidence that they also tend to be the kind of people who want to interpret the Bible word for word as literal truth. Um, they want to interpret it word for word as literal truth in its context. So, like, anything that wasn't around in the 1700s, they're, like, verging on fucking Amish, intellectually speaking. What like, do you mean? Properly. Like, as in, like... You, they, they, you can't use the constitution to claim a right to anything that's like modern right 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 yes exactly. like they, Which, they're literally obsessed with like oh george washington wouldn't have known what that was though and it's like yeah but that's why we should ignore george washington sometimes because it's not 1780 yeah they're they're willing to accept that things change with time unless it's to do with say the right to form a militia <laughs> which is yes. surely not as relevant anymore but no for that funnily enough that one still is relevant very important to be able to form an insane militia um even though what george washington was talking about was literally uh the national guard which we which they already have <laughs> right 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 he was talking in terms of like being able to fight off the british again the next time that was it <laughs> right yeah i see um yeah, yeah amazing and, and and they ignore the fact that like so many of the most famous founding fathers were like openly anti-christianity or at the very least intellectually atheist mm. mm-hmm. that gets uh ignored and so what happens now the so so the states that that are still okay with abortion will still have abortion available yeah so the so the, the New York the, and california and stuff Yes, so it looks like the majority of the voted uh, allows states to ban abortion from conception onward because it does not think. That, yeah, so like you're allowed to ban it now. Basically, seems to be the. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. Oh, uh, okay. So that a bunch of states have had trigger laws set up for when this happened. They had what laws? Trigger, like a trigger law, like it gets triggered uh. when this gets repealed. Yeah. So. Like it's like like they don't even need to pass a new law now. They've just already they were like it was there waiting. Mm. Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Wyoming. Yep. And Sounds so is, right. is, it, is it banned? Right, and so I guess it'll differ state to say whether these are outright bans or or sh- bans that affect a shorter term of pregnancy than before. No, just bans. Just you can't Outright. do it. That's it. Outright. Right. Um, okay. Nine states, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Michigan, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, and Wisconsin never repealed their pre-Row abortion bans. Those weren't hmm. enforceable due to Roe, but would be enforceable with Roe being overturned. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, right. So they're just waiting there like chicken like pox horrible... in the background. Yeah, exactly. Like, a, like fucking uh, tetanus in the soil. Hmm. <laughs> Mm, so there's a mm. few where it's unclear. Oh uh, yeah, the the abortion. Oh no, hang on. The overturning of Roe did not make abortion illegal in all 50 states, contrary to common misconception. While it remains legal in several states, 
States with trigger laws to restrict abortion in the event Roe was overturned immediately implemented them. Okay, so yeah, it doesn't make it illegal. It just means that it's up to the states. Yeah. 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 Okay. It is only... So it's illegal in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states. And it's unclear in a couple more. Okay. And it's heavily restricted in a bunch of other... Okay. Yeah. I mean, ugh, just overall very depressing. But like the the one the one good side to this maybe is that the Democrats are showing some pretty big increases in their polling numbers ahead of midterms in November. Well, this is it. Abortion seems to be similar to gun control in that there's actually more consensus on it than people realize. Most Americans are in favor of some availability of um abortion clinics and abortion treatment well and as as ever with the progressive vote the problem is turnout right yeah yeah yeah. but i think even like maybe less so than gun control but i I think it might cross the party lines as well abortion i think you have to be quite far right to be be less so than gun control i think but but people are not uh, america's not as fanatic maybe i'm speaking out my ass here but I think there is actually more consensus than than people think on it. So, if, if the real- in the long run it might be good if it means that instead of um, hanging off of the constitution, this it it spurs the Democrats into putting it into proper law. Yeah, well, I mean, the 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 midterms are like low turnout, and like the turnout of people under thirty or under thirty five is always like twenty percent. And like, if you do them, like someone did the modeling, and it only needs to go up to thirty percent, and the Democrats just win everything. Oh, so, really? Like it's a, like as long as it, that's across the board and in the right sort of districts and whatever else. But like, the idea is that hopefully this scares the fuck out of people into actually going and voting for once in their damn lives. I really wish like, young people would vote. I get I'd lose yeah. my patience with people whining and, and complaining and posting and going on Twitter and just fuck just vote fucking vote. It's not it's right there. Yeah. The tools are right there, They're literally in front of you. Just do it. I just think it should be compulsory and I know it makes Australian elections fucking mad, but like I'd rather have a mad election that everyone had to do than this like kind of oh, most people just forgot, you know, which is so, so pathetic. It should be compulsory, and it should be a public holiday. It's so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's so clear to me. Public holiday, no work, compulsory, and get on with it. Get on with it. That's what I say. Bacon white You're so lovely You're pale and quite A delicious Although others Find you gross You're the bit That I love most Bacon is Full of water However you ought to Never fear When you fry it The white plops out And that's when I shout Hooray! It's here Bacon white 
Oh, how I love you If loving you ain't right Then I wanna be wrong Ho! Give it up, everybody, for the Spank Mine Emulsions Oh, yeah There they are, so globulous and pale Oh, bacon is full of water it makes it heavy and that's why they are able to charge you more even they're selling you less meat. Thank you ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here at the Morrisons all week. Remember to tip your catchers. But yes, the 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 Talibanification of American social life continueth. Um, the creeping it's Taliban. Quite spooky over there, huh? The creeping Taliban. It's creeping Taliban. I think we, we said before. Um, on uh, we, I think was it creeping Taliban in reference to um, to Afghanistan, or was it? Or do we say it was the one time where you could say it's creeping Sharia and not sound mad? <laughs> That was it, yeah. It was the one time you could say it's creeping Sharia and be like, no, yes, that is that. That is what's happening, actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the news from Afghanistan is always like, again, like I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm always surprised when the newspapers are surprised. They go, well, you'll never guess who's banned school for women. The Taliban. Yeah. Yeah, it's so embarrassing when... (laughs) I remember the start when the the Taliban retook Afghanistan in a a week or however long it took them. Yeah. And... And the news was like, could this be a new Taliban? Because <laughs> just because they weren't instantly saying we'll murder all the women now while while everyone's yeah. watching. Everyone yeah. went, oh, is this a kinder, modernized Taliban? And I just sat there going, are you fucking thick? Are you thick? <laughs> what What are you talking about? And then now, as the months have rolled on and people's attentions have moved away from the Afghanistan, the stories trickle in on... Girls, to, uh, the Taliban has decided, no, in fact, they won't be allowing girls back to school. And people are going, what? This is, it's like, yeah, they're the Taliban. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, everyone's sort of going, oh, I can't believe how rude they are. And you're, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> um, uh. We really need America to fix itself because, you know, Russia and China are getting more and more saucy, and we do need America because Europe hasn't quite got its shit together yet with regards to deciding whether or not it's worth defending itself ever. Mm. Mm. I was thinking... I had another... Yeah. Oh, go, go. No, I was thinking recently why... why it sometimes feels tough to be a political comedian at the moment, and... And people go. People, the, the people's first instinct is to say, "Oh, it's because things are so difficult. Things are so dark. Things are so bad. And things are so serious." And I, I sort of thought, I think it's actually the opposite. I think we live in thoroughly unserious times, and we're led by thoroughly unserious people. And it's difficult to be in a, a comedian in a world that desperately needs seriousness. Yes. That's a that, fucking good point. That, and that is the conflict. It is not that times are, are serious. Times are th- unserious. And it's, it's difficult to be funny when what is needed is seriousness. When times have been serious, when we've been led by serious, if flawed people, say the 90s and early noughties, 
comedy made a lot more sense because you could be silly against a serious backdrop. But yeah. now leaders are unserious. And so it falls on comedians to be serious and the result is not good. The result is perverse. I mean, yeah, you just have these like comedians becoming these sort of like earnest priest figures and then politicians sort of fucking <laughs> trying trying their best to become memes, mm, you know. Mm, mm, yeah. I mean, the ultimate serious comedian turned politics enthusiast is Zelensky, the only serious yeah. European leader. Who could only become serious after, because of a very silly man did a silly thing. Yes, yeah. He like was a sort of comedically his, bl- his bloated po- propaganda weirdo. He was a terrible. He wasn't a good prime. He wasn't a good president until the war. He was his his ratings were really low, because it turns out comedian is not good at running a country. What he is good at is leading country in a war, and yeah, and that's when he's that's that's when he really started to shine. Well, that's why people compare him to Churchill, because Churchill was like smashed World War Two. The Second World War Two is over. He just lost the election. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it, it is a perverse way around. I got really uh, um, annoyed at uh, Spain. I, I I find myself angry at Spain quite a lot. I don't know why. It's just the one country. Everyone's got one European country. They just feel like they have some sort of instinctive issue with. And for some reason, for me, it's Spain. Spain is too big a country for me not to know who runs it. That's my problem with Spain. <laughs> I have no fucking clue who's in charge of Spain. And I should. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they have they have like an evil king who had to flee. That was fun. <laughs> I've always that had a problem with Spain. I don't I've always had a fucking problem with Spain. There's something about Spain. I every time I, I go to Spain, I'm like, pull your fucking socks up, Spain. <laughs> this is not in this is not good enough. I liked. Um, I've been to Barcelona, this, yeah, and and I I, I I I walk around Barcelona like Maximus fucking Aurelius, going, "Is this it? Is this all you have?" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I like this, the bit of I like the bit of Spain that I saw in the 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 sort of Galicia based murder mystery semi-pagan thing on netflix can't remember what it's called that was good but even then there were bits of spain that was what is it about spain but phil the prime minister of spain who i learned through getting annoyed is uh called pedro (laughs) which is good right Um, pedro promised ukraine a bunch of military equipment and then just didn't send it yep that's spain and that then is the tiny the amount of stuff that thing. did arrive was low quality. So they mm-hmm. really, yeah, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. come on, spend. And I bet what they did send was in very small portions on tiny plates. <laughs> and cold. <laughs> Goodness me, I, I'm just getting more and more fond of Portugal. Put it that way, Spain. I've always said it, Portugal is a thinking man, Spain. It's the thinking man's Spain. I think this is it. I think this is what it is. Sorry, Spain. Sorry, Ra- Spain. I- rant over. <gasps> rant over. Rant over. Follow us for more rants. <laughs> Here on social media. You know, there's not much to be grateful about these days, Pierre, but I am grateful that the age of the rant is finally gone. The rant is dead. Long live the ironic TikTok dance. 
I, if there's one silver lining to the gradual erosion of our collective attention spans, it is the death of the rant. Yes. Yeah. Rants are over. You may now only skewer things through sort of um, very accurate, cringy sketches. Thank you, Jonathan Pye, for killing the rant. <laughs> yes. Thank you for yes. jumping the fucking shark with rants. The whatever the opposite of uh, midwife is, the undertaker for rants. He's put <laughs> them to bed forever. The last man to make money from rants. I think anyone, and this will be like sort of people's uncles mainly, who mm. thought the who thought Jonathan Pye was a real news reporter, <laughs> at any point, should be turned into glue. <laughs> I think we'd be a better society. They thought they thought it was a news reporter for a channel that either didn't have a logo or had an acronym they don't recognize, despite yeah. clearly being a British channel, and they've lived in this country their whole lives. <laughs> they thought there was an actual news channel out there that looked sort of like the BBC, but was just called The News. They thought that existed. <laughs> I, um... I was always desperate to see him on tour because I couldn't env envisage what it would be for, like, say, you know, 45 minutes, then an interval 45 minutes, right? Because mm. the whole thing is that he tries to do the news and then he's so angry, he's got such a big rant inside him that he gets, he flips out and he does the rant. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, And yeah, that's yeah. the pleasure. So you go, this guy's trying to do the news and even he's sick of it, right? Yeah. That's the kind of idea there. And it's a good, like, concept for something over, like, three minutes. But... Do you, so my question was always, let's say the 45 minutes first half, does he lose his temper and do a sort of 38-minute rant? Or does he lose his temper, do a three-minute rant, calm down, try and go back to the news? <laughs> lose his temper again and again and again? Yeah. It, yeah. Is it just network repeated again and again in shorter in, in shorter lengths? Is it just a you've got to have network? texture. You've got to have texture. There's got to be soft and quieter bits. It can't just be like that one scene from King Lear for an hour, just ah, just a screaming nude old man on the moors. I think it might be. I think I think the think? character is Jonathan Pye when he's 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 not on the clock. This is him just hanging uh, out down the pub. Pie down, down the, pub. the pub. Yeah, yeah, yes. Pie down the pub. <laughs> Pie. Pie and a pint. Pie and a pint. Come on, that's got to get commissioned. <laughs> Various celebrities and politicians have to have a pint with Jonathan Pie <laughs> while he berates them. Pie. Yeah, awful, the rent awful, is awful. dead. It's a good point. The rent is dead. And it's part of the seriousness thing that you mentioned. I wonder. I think it's mostly sort of sketches now. You and I know lots of people who do very well on, on Twitter with sort of self-filmed um, sketches, characters. Alistair Green is a, is a real genius for that kind of thing. Not, um, yeah, and not just sketches, but in particular sort of character portraits. Like Yeah, Alistair thumbnail Green, sketches. Josh Pugh is really, really good. Um, yeah. Really great. Really well. These are really well-observed male, what would you call them? Archetypes. Yes, they're, they're sort of non-political. And then there's a few people we know who do the political version of those things with sort of wigs and suits or whatever. Um, and they do very yeah. well, big numbers. Yeah. But maybe that's the new thing is little sort of character things. And maybe there'll be ske maybe sketches on its way back. 
Maybe, maybe. I, I was listening to an interesting thing yesterday about how we forget the importance of medium in what um, alters our tastes. So, for example, yeah. uh, DVD box sets and streaming services moved us away from a TV schedule where where commissioners and TV producers had to keep in mind that people would miss episodes. So sitcoms yeah. where you return to the original premise at the end of every sitcom. Or, extre- or, or long um, soap operas where you could miss a couple of eps and still kind of understand what was going on and what people's motivations were. Yeah. And, and But then when we had box sets and Netflix and stuff, we were able to binge through entire episodes in order, which allowed TV makers to come up with complex stories where you really had to pay attention with lots of details. And then that's what yeah. we like now. And we sometimes yeah, think, oh, we've become more sophisticated consumers. No, the medium changed. And the medium changed. And then we changed with it. In a similar yeah. way as TikTok and short form videos, yeah, if the medium changes to to um, advantage short form comedy, i.e. sketches, maybe, yeah, maybe welcome coming back to sketches. Yeah, and I, th- I think people who say, oh, we have no attention span anymore. I, I mean, people have always been saying that. And I don't think it's true in the sense that, yeah, TikTok is like horrible kind of like ADHD in the form of an app. But everyone's also watching 12 hours in a row of very detailed, complex drama. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's Although, good attention. A spare. lot of them do do it on their phone while on their phone, which drives me fucking the, the tension that arises in my neck. If I'm watching something with someone and they pull out their phone, I, <laughs> I try I dart my eyes over to try and catch them try, and try and give them a little <laughs> like a, a look that goes, do you mind? Yeah. yeah. I fucking yeah, yeah, hate yeah. it. And if I, they I, if they at any point say so, what's going on? I will throw them out the window. Oh, pun- punishment time! <laughs> punishment time! Punishment time! <laughs> That's what I shout uh, as I hurl their phone into the, into the sink. <laughs> punishment time! <laughs> That's such a funny thing to to announce. Well, as you punish someone for something. <laughs> really cheerfully. Punishment time! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Funny. Um, uh, well, I, do that, I, I do that to my poor girlfriend. I, she's on a... Uh, she hasn't seen Succession, so we're re-watching it. I'm re-watching it. She's watching it for the first time. Yeah. And um, she doesn't really go on her phone much, but if she ever does while something's going on, I yeah, I do the same thing. I sort of look over like, what are you doing? Oh, it's the worst. What is this? I promise you, none of your friends, and I say this to everyone who's on their phone doing shows, none of your friends are saying anything as interesting as Logan Roy. No one. Yeah. No yeah. one. There's nothing more interesting on your phone happening than what's happening on Succession. I promise you. Yeah. Every second of footage that you're watching cost like a million dollars, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. give it give it your attention. Sorry, rant over. Rant Sorry, over. Rant over. Rant over. Sorry about that. Rant. Sorry, Sorry. Bit, bit of a rant there, but rant Sorry, over. Bit, bit ranty, bit sweary. <laughs> bit, bit sweary. <laughs> Ugh, that gave me good. That made me a bit sick in my mouth. Bit Whenever you sweary. see someone's profile on Twitter and they go, bit sweary, oh. and you go, you're going to call me a cockwomble. Uh, tea drinker, bit sweary, uh, no cockwombles allowed. 
proud, just, proudly blocked by Piers Morgan. You think, oh, grow up. To the, to the glue factory with you, that's what I say. To the glue. <laughs> that's what I say to people like that. I just point in a general direction and I say, to the glue. <laughs> that's your version of punishment time. <laughs> <laughs> proudly blocked by Piers Morgan. God. Yeah, just come on. He doesn't know who, you're alive. Just stop it. Um, well, I'm afraid it's our own punishment time now for running out of time. We must yeah. punish ourselves by saying goodbye for another week. But thank you for subscribing to the Patreon. It's much appreciated. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for your show of faith. Faith in the boys. Faith in the and, boys. Um, and do come see PME live at some point. Um, yes. But otherwise, see you soon. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye. Bye.